It's time for the Mark Husson Show. Expect something wonderful. Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Mark Husson. This is the Mark Husson Show. It's good to see you. Hey, if you're listening live today, let me give you the date today because I don't even know myself. I'm going to find it out. Um, but I think it's a good date. It already feels good. It's Tuesday, September 18th. It's an all-day Capricorn moon. Aren't we lucky? Um, and it's just a little after 9 a.m. Pacific time and a little afternoon if you're on the East Coast. How the heck are you guys? I'm doing good. You know, these moons make me a little serious, a little sober, and I get a little tough on everybody. But it's always the first day when the moon enters a sign, which I get a little crazy. I don't know about you all, but like it was it was in uh, Capricorn all day yesterday, Monday. It Well, it went in about four in the morning. And that day, Monday, was a little dissociated for me. But it's Capricorn, right? And I'm a Cancer, so it's opposite my sign. So it all depends on where your your relationship to Capricorn. If you happen to be a Capricorn rising, it also might make you a little weird because it puts that moon in the 12th house. So, um, and then it has to kick in a little forward. So today's a cap moon. Today is also a Mars Uranus square. Um, <clears throat> one day when Mars and Uranus were squaring, <laughs> serious, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Um, in I think it was in the 90s, Mars and Uranus were squaring. I looked it up in this book called Planets in Transit. I tell you, I bet you right now, if y'all have that book, I this is coming from my memory. But he said, avoid, <laughs> avoid bad neighborhoods. Um, and he mentioned the word bludgeoned. And I'm like, ew. I mean, that was like terrifying. So I'm like, I was home alone. I had a roommate who was a cable installer. I'll be darned, it's nighttime. I'm like wigged out anyway. Capricorn moon, Mars square Uranus. I am wigged out to the max. And I get a phone call. It's Tom, my old roommate. He's like, hey, my truck broke down. And I'm like, where are you? And he was like in this horrible part of town. I mean, it's like where all three, all three ethnic gangs meet. I'm not kidding. We had the Vietnamese gang, African-American gang. We had um, Asian gangs. And I was like, no way. I, there is no way I'm picking you up. There's no way. I just read this Mars Square Uranus, and I, it, I risk being bludgeoned to death. <laughs> and he said, well, what about me? I'm out here. It was awful. Oh, my God. I went and got him. I was just terrified i was the nastiest person i was nice to nobody i didn't like any car that was near even remotely behind me i'd freak out terrible terrible what my mind did and that is the worst use of astrology okay now why did that man say that he's rewriting that book by the way robert hand planets in transit i hope you can get your hands on it it's really kind of fun but i'm sure he's a little more conscious these days because that was like that's pretty scary to think that you are like you're going there's an aspect that could make that could get you bludgeoned so i was like oh my god everything worked out fine the le the next time it happened because this will happen like mars squares uranus uh, twice a year usually um and you don't have to know the details of that but the next time it happened i was at this is the truth too we went to an amusement park not a big one like this sort of one that the carnival-ish ones me and tom 
and he wants to go on this loop-de-loop sucker, right? And and these are the ones they build right then and there. Like I don't, you know, they don't know the history of this thing, how many people died in it. But anyway, I'm like, okay, let's do it. I get in. I swear, I remembered the Mars square Uranus, and I started yelling to the guy, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I need out! I need out! Hey, hey! I'm not kidding. Take me out!" And he's. <laughs> He let me out. And I said, Tom, you can say, he goes, no, hell no, I'm not going. And so we got both got off. He was really upset with me, but I didn't care. I mean, it just hit me like I'm not going to do this. So how do I know that it wasn't my body weight, which, you know, is not like feather light that would have tilted that thing over the edge. Everything worked out fine. Nobody died. But, you know, I, I want you to understand that I used to take astrology. You can see why I pushed to make astrology a little more fun and a little more like realistic. Like we can be walking around with these superstitions in our brain. And I am somebody though. I don't want people reading for me. Now, isn't that ironic? I run a reading site. I run a psychic hotline. I don't want people reading for me without my permission. And you know, when I ran a store, how many people would walk in on the store? How many people would walk in and do an instant reading for me? And I got to the point where I was like, shut your mouth right now. Do not speak. Do not start. I didn't invite that because I don't want to hear that stuff. I mean, it takes me a minute to work it out. Now, now, if I do a reading, I suggest this for everybody, put an energetic thing around you. Like I put a curtain around me, a little thing that sort of blocks anything negative from getting into my psyche. It's it's a little OCD. I understand that. And it's a little juvenile, but it's also... It's a way that I can visualize this from from me from being injured by ir- irresponsible people. Now, that does I don't my staff knows this about me and they also know it about the world. They're very conscious. They're more like therapists, thank God. And so and I like that I'm a little neurotic about it because it's my version of protecting you. I don't want people I don't want people that would that I would not let in my store read for you at one listen.com, right? So yeah, I talked to Kat the other day. She's gonna start a class um, on psychic discovery, self-discovery. And it's a great way to dip in. So you all pay attention to that class because when she starts teaching, it'll be fun and I think it'll fill up really quick. So and it's a good way to get conscious on this idea of are we protected you know does does doing a protection ritual mean that there's things to be afraid of and if there's things to be afraid of then are we really connected to a source that's all loving and kind i mean it gets contradictory after a point so at some point we have to give up the magical thinking for the really technical obvious things um that that tell us that we're okay and and that we have evidence of that we're okay and i think we need to harness some of that logic so that when we are in times when we're feeling a little messed up, and this is what I do with astrology, when I'm feeling a little like, okay, I call it unsafe. It's like when I walk out in the world and I don't feel safe, I don't feel like people like me, I don't, you know, and you have those days, we all have them, where you know there's somebody that somebody's laughing at and charming and smiling, but you, when you get there, they even forget to say hi, because whatever energy you're carrying that they project on or whatever, but you know, it's like, which comes first? Well, those are the days I call unsafe days. It's like, oh, God, can I just get back home and crawl under something? But um, Capricorn moons will do that, in my opinion. They do that to me. I've, I've talked to a lot of people that that say the same thing because it's the moon. That sign, Capricorn, if you have a strong Capricorn in your chart, strong Saturn, you deal with depression pretty well. 
That's how you that's how you heal. That's how you release. You know, John's a Capricorn moon. I have a lot. Of, you know, I have a lot of Capricorn moons around me. They deal with this stuff pretty easy. Right. So it's just, you know, <laughs> the other ones among us. OK, let me get myself together. All right. Let's let's get you guys just a real quickly. Let's go into the chat room and say hi. OK. And you get there by going to one two radio dot com. And clicking on the chat link on the left-hand side. You know, once a radio, we're opening the doors for a lot of people. If you, if you feel that you have a voice that you'd like to share at One Two Radio, you can contact us. If it's not a competing industry, we don't want anything to compete with the gang here because we want it loving. I don't want it to worry about that stuff. But if you have a, if you have a conscious um, thought way that you'd like to present or something, an idea that you'd like to share and, and you think it would be worth worthy of a show, we're, not, we're never going to judge you for that. We'd love to train you and get you on board. So just get in touch with us however you think you need to, okay? And you can figure that part out. Click that chat link and come on over into the chat room. If you're not a member of the chat room, you'll be asked to be one. And you'll see the Mark Husson Show purple banner that lovely Christy put up for me. And then when you click comments, again, you'll see another column that drops down and you want to click comments on top of that. OK, view more comments and you'll see the today's chart. That's how you get to the today's chart. Now, today's chart is really the chart for Saturday, which is the uh, autumnal equinox. Autumnal means autumn. <clears throat> equinox means even. OK, equal. And that's equal day and equal night. That moment where the arrow is pointing to, which is the 22nd at 6.55 p.m. Pacific time, the sun will be at zero degrees of Libra, and the earth will be at zero point of equal day and equal night, exactly being equal. Because from that moment on, day gets shorter, nights get longer. Okay? So it's a very important moment. Now, notice that the first day of Libra brings in a season, makes Libra cardinal. Just like you know, first day of Capricorn brings in winter. First day of Cancer brings in summer. First day of Aries brings in spring. Very easy. So when you come in, you see Lori Winter. Hi, Lori. Alishaya, how are you? Denise Cook, good to see you. Hi, Kay. Welcome. Hi, Lynn. Yes, it's Tuesday. I'm so happy to. Jamie Dawn, thank you. Good to see you. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for being here, Jan. I, I, you guys are so familiar and so sweet to be here. Hi, Eva. Thanks for being here, Renee. It's, it's, I'm so glad you get to listen live, too. Thank you. Hi, Terry. Uh, Terry two Terrys, Terry Wilson. I, I, you know, I, I'm also very cautious about seeing your all's last name, so I want to be a little careful. But both Terrys, how are you? Hi, Melissa. Thanks for being here. Brittany. Hi, Mary Kennedy. Ericelli, how are you? Ericelli. Um, Rayanna. Oh, Rayanna. Good to see you. Nice spelling of your name. Denise, thanks for being here. Hi, Elizabeth. Leslie, Jennifer, thank you guys so much for coming. I want I, I want to talk to you about the week ahead. I want to talk to you a little bit about what's been going on. Um, you know, there's always something, right? There's always something. And that's the one thing about astrology. And there's always some things to maneuver and manipulate. Now, I did mention to you about the Mars-Uranus square. Both Mars and Uranus are basically octaves of each other. Mars is aggression and, and energy, and it's a movement forward, and it sort of busts through restraint. Uranus does the same thing, only what we would say at a higher octave, which is a nice way of saying we're not always conscious of Uranian things because it's sort of like part of the it's part of it's a generational slow-moving planet. So we don't necessarily get to grab our <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't get to grab our Uranus and take charge necessarily. We don't know how to do that. It's just a part of us. We're Mars. We know how to grab Mars and go forward and, and do what we need to do. When it's a square, those two guys are clashing. And what that means is Mars is in an early sign of Aquarius, which is a freedom aspect and busting free. Uranus is also freedom and busting free, but it's in Taurus. So they're busting free of different things. Mars is busting free through ideals and carrying this mission of the higher form of humanitarianism. And, you know, I would even suggest that Mars uh, in Aquarius would have to do on a on a, one of the octaves with the Me, Me Too movement and with uh, the humanitarian issues that whatever we're facing. And notice that anger's there. The, it's the passion. It's being inspired. And Uranus is saying it's a way to shift the old paradigm. It's in Taurus, the earthy stable, and Uranus is shaking that up. And I'd certainly think that these two together are shaking up the the paradigms that we exist in. And um, for some of you, if you're an Aquarian, if you're a Taurus, you probably are feeling this a little more. And how might you feel that? Maybe even starting off as nervousness, a little nervous energy. It might even start off as a low-level anxiety. You don't know where it's coming from. Um, Other people, it could start off. Now, this is, look, go to the ruler of the planets. The ruler of Mars is what? What's Mars rule naturally? It's Aries. So Aries people are going to be affected, of course. Um, Any time Mars is, wherever Mars is, it rules Aries. So Aries are going to definitely be a part of that that story. If it's an Aquarius, it's the Aries particular thing about breaking free or helping others break free. This is where Aries are not going to put up with um, somebody else being oppressed. Okay, but if you're an Aquarian and Mars is hitting that point too, it turns you into that, okay? It, it, it activates that as well. Uranus, if you're a Taurus and you're feeling this, you're, you, you're already starting a seven-year cycle where you're starting to need to shake things up a little bit, whether it's boredom or whether you're afraid you're, you need a change and you don't know exactly how to go about it. That's what Uranus in Taurus will help you do. If you're a Scorpio, that Uranus in Taurus opposes it so it comes as an outside influence. So when something opposes you, when you're a Scorpio and you have something in the sky is in Taurus, that's your opposite, it will look like the influence comes from the outside. If it if it's in your sign, like if Uranus was in Scorpio, it would look like the, in, the change is coming from inside, um, typically. Okay, there's definitely exceptions, but that's how you work with oppositions. And that's how you work with squares. What's the difference between an opposition and a square? An opposition in a square, uh, the difference is they all will be in the same element. In other words, Taurus is a fixed sign. Its opposite is Scorpio, a fixed sign. But one's earth and one's water. They're compatible elements. In a square, you have uh, Aquarius, which is a fixed sign. Taurus, which is a fixed sign. Mars and, and Uranus, they're square because they they are incompatible elements. That's air and earth. So that's another way to figure out, is this a happy aspect? Is this an easy one? Or is this going to be one that requires a little energy? And usually the squares are the ones that have the most energy to them, the most reactive, but create the most change. Okay? Now, I know that does, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. But let's keep going into these um, into the what's happening this week because there is some stuff happening this week that I think is just really good to note. Um, we are coming up to now. Do you, you remember that it, in August, on August 18th, we came out of the Mercury retrograde, and this week on the 20th, the Sun and Mercury are going to hit 
each other again. They're going to be combust. They're going to combust. Remember that word? They're going to conjunct, but because it's mercury and the sun, they, they become combustible. And if you think about this, and this is something to remember, back in August, when mercury is retrograde, it will also have a moment where it touches the sun while it's retrograde. That happened on the 8th of August. Now, when it hits during a retrograde, which it always does, okay, halfway into the retrograde, halfway into the Mercury retrograde, Mercury and the sun will find each other. Make a little note of that. Make a little note of that. Make a difference for you. Uh, halfway into the retrograde, there will always be a moment where Mercury and the sun meet at the same point in the sky, okay, at the same degree, the same point. That's what shifts the cycle from, well, I hate to give you these big words, but from the epimethean cycle to the promethean cycle, which in other words, it, it shifts the cycle from when we look at, at behind us and when we can look ahead. And when they hit each other in, in, during the retrograde, it's when we can look ahead. We can start feeling the lightening up of the retrograde. We start feeling a little less oppressed. So here's a rule of thumb. During a retrograde of Mercury, there will be a moment where the Mercury and the Sun come together. It has never not happened. And during that time, we will see a um, shift in our ease of the Mercury retrograde. Now, they've separated. Mercury went direct. They've got to find each other one more time to bring closure to that retrograde. And that happens on the 20th of September, this Thursday. What's that mean? Well, if you had issues happening during the retrograde, most of us have a hard time sifting through what the hell I was sorting through during the Mercury retrograde. But if there were things that came up and they were very obvious to you, they truly get a redesign and a relook and a redoneness on the 20th of September, the combustible Sun-Mercury conjunction at 6.52 p.m. In Vedic astrology, I believe they don't like combustible connections, but in Western astrology, we do like them. We like the idea that the sun and Mercury come together. We like the idea that it activates the mental facilities. We like the idea that it empowers Mercury to, to pay more attention to itself, to for us to think more in terms of what is serving me in this moment. And I don't know about the Vedic thing, so don't hold me to it. We can, we can ask Mo later. But this happens on the 20th, and it's the day before Mercury then leaves Virgo, and Mercury will go into Libra on Friday, and then the sun will go into Libra on Saturday. So, in summary, we're ending the Virgo cycle, okay? So, A, if you have a Virgo that you haven't said happy birthday to, it's not too late. Uh, B, this self-critical part of Virgo that you may have been experiencing, that you may be doing with yourself, that you may be looking at the world through this lens of criticism and, you know, weight judgment and all this stuff and worry, you know, Virgo worries, um, that is going to ease up a little bit. We get to feel a sense of lightening up, okay? And that is going to be um, interesting on that day. Oh, my God, you guys, get this. Mercury goes into Libra. On the 21st, Libra is the sign of what? Peace, balance, harmony. And it's also International Day of Peace. It's the International Day of Peace that day, Friday. After that, 
we go into the moon, the sun joining Mercury again, but not exact. So it's not combustible, not technically combustible, but the sun's right behind it. Mercury moves a little really fast. So the sun's right behind it goes into Libra at 655 and we celebrate the autumnal equinox. That's equal day, equal night. Now, if you're of the ilk (laughs) that believes that's the day you can balance an egg. Well, I have it from the chicken's mouth. Um, Nest Fresh Eggs owner and founder, Sid, Sid, if you're listening, I always think of you on these days, so thank you. Uh, she has since sold it, but the original owner was a, was a customer, was a fan of ours. And I asked her straight up, is that the day that you can balance your egg? And she said this answer that I'll never forget. If you can balance an egg on the equinox, then you can balance an egg any day of the, of the year. It has nothing to do with the earth tilt. And that sort of just blew a lot of people away. But you, you watch how many people will, you'll see on the internet doing it because you can't you can't bust an idea, a myth that gets started once it gets ignited. Because we want those special little formulas. It's just you know, anytime somebody removes your special formula, you kind of fight it. Like when I would tell people Mercury retrogrades are the time to prosper. Um. I would get, there would be such pushback and there still is. I mean, last time, remember I said, I love the retrograde and then my mic went out. (laughs) I just get a kick out of that. My mic goes out all the time. Okay. I always have internet issues. It's just funny. But when they happen under a retrograde, we really want to pay attention to them because we want to validate that retrograde as being bad. Well, I just refuse. And it's been years and years and years. I, I, I mean this when I tell you I buy my cars under them. I do to defy this idea that I know more than my psyche or the universe. I don't know more. I know that it looks like this planet is moving backwards, but I also know it's moving backwards because we're passing it. It's not really moving backwards. It just looks like it is. So you can bring some consciousness to it. You can bring some intellect to it if you want. But, you know, that was my choice. I don't want to be run by fear. It's why I quit smoking. It's why so many things in my life that I felt whatever is running me, I want to beat. Whatever it is. Whatever's running me. If I'm craving it, I want it out of me. And that's just my Jupiter and Virgo, I think. But I did go through this cycle of like, ooh, you know, any, and it would be Anything that even looked remotely like I was getting addicted. I, I, I don't do drugs. I don't, you know, I'm clean as a whistle. It's terrible. But I have coffee. I mean, I have addictions. No, Don't let me act like I'm some pious angel. I have tons of addictions. I have incredible food addictions. I love coffee. I will never give it up. Um, and uh, I used to have a nicotine addiction. But... Uh, I never, I am a fanatic about being addicted. And so if I notice I'm starting to be addicted, like I don't mind coffee. I don't really consider it an addiction because sometimes I'm go- I've gone a day and like, oh yeah, I didn't even have a cup of coffee. But um, if I notice an addiction coming up, it's I think it is really Jupiter in uh, Virgo. It gets a little fanatical with me about um, things like that. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Let's just say. But we can pick something out there and <laughs> say, okay, that's why that comes in on you that way. Now, the other thing I want to tell you is we're heading toward a full moon. So this is the week before the full moon. And what happens during the week before the full moon? You all know, you remember, what happens to a week before the new moon? Well, the moon, if you look at the observational characteristics of what's happening, the moon looks like it's losing light as we approach a new moon. And so it tends to be a little more depressing but when we are toward a full moon, the opposite effect, we get 
we get fullness. We feel better. We feel more optimistic. That's typical. Even though I'm telling you that on a Capricorn moon, right? I mean, it overshadows that moon. And and let me explain this thing about the Capricorn moon. The moon takes the, any planetary change takes 24 hours. That's my rule of thumb. When the moon first entered Capricorn, I'm like, Ugh. the next day, I'm like, yay! I mean, it doesn't matter. We, we've we've acclimated. Whenever a planet changes signs, give yourself 24 hours, regardless of what it is. Regardless of anything, just give yourself a little bit of time to acclimate. And some days there's weeks like this week, there's a ton of changes going on. So you might feel you acclimated to the to the Mercury going into Libra and then the sun's got to go in there. So um, there's a lot that, that we have to sort of find our balance on. And notice things are inching into air. You air signs have been waiting very patiently. You saw all these grand trines in Earth. Y'all were whining to me, complaining to me, disassociating in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's your time you're coming and that's what is really exciting because oh yeah you know i was looking at election day too crazy shit on election day let me tell you it's right before the new moon uranus goes back into aries jupiter goes into sad we'll talk about more about that right gotta give you a reason to come back and listen um but you air signs are getting your day in court. This is it. Not it's really court. It's like really day at the courtyard, I should say. So you get to come out. You get to have some fun a little bit. You get to lighten up. Now, whenever the sun goes into Libra and we leave that Virgo energy behind a little bit, the Virgo energy starts looking less appealing and the Libra energy starts really like, oh, thank God, like where somebody's not picking me apart because – you know, whatever, I wore something stupid or I've gained weight, I, all of a sudden that goes away. And we get more into charm. We get more into um, a little less uh, offensiveness because Libras don't like that that meanness. You know, they have a meanness. I think they're probably among the meanest of all the zodiac signs. Did you know I think that? Um, not that all Libras are mean, but I think when it comes down to being mean because they're the inanimate one, they can be, they can be like pff, icy, right? And so, but they also have this ability to be incredibly charming, incredibly accepting. And the thing I always tell myself, it's nice when somebody is appealing and we can lean towards somebody. It's always good to not let yourself get addicted to that. <laughs> Wouldn't that come for me, that message, right? <laughs> the minute you think, I remember I had a Libra working for me years ago, years and years ago. She had the most incredible way in the brick and mortar store. She had the most incredible way of listening, listening and being so interested. Okay. Which I think is one of the most powerful tools we have being interested. And she was so good at it. And I remember at the first time we met and she was so interested in my life. And I was like, God, I like her. I want to talk more. And I, I saw myself holding her to that standard. Well, we don't even speak to this day. Okay. That's where it goes. The minute you find yourself being addicted to something a Libra does, and, and I'll say this for anything, right, anything, the minute you want that Libra to act a certain way, oh, my God, please give it up. They are cardinal. They are aggressive. They do their thing. They do not want to be told what to do. You remember my story with Louise Hay, with John, with any Libra that I have. I even asked Louise, and I know y'all have heard this story a million times. I said, Louise, why can't Libras just agree with me when I'm angry? Just get angry with me. She said, because there's more than one, uh, more than one person angry is enough. I was like, well, th does that apply to happiness too? 
So I could only be one happy person in the room because it got to the point where I learned so emphatically to way I get the Libras to align with me is to pretend and literally pretend that I did not feel what I was really feeling. And I would do this over and over and over. And it's like clockwork. It's like every sign has this little thing. And no matter how stupid it looks, no matter how robotic it looks, they respond in the way. Like So when you need a Libra to be a certain way, they defy you. They can't. They can't do it. The scales have to go the other way. Like, you know, you you just, man, they, we've got to go see that together. Well, they'll settle it down a little bit. Well, no, maybe not. No, maybe we really don't have to. Oh, my God. Um, so what do you learn to do when you're with a Libra? You learn to love the other side of things that you don't really love. Mm-mm-mm. This is coming from a cancer with a little Scorpio in them. So if you are are uh, have a propensity to lean into the world the way I do, which is very fluid, then you will try these techniques and you'll find they are absolutely ridiculously easy. In fact, I was um, <laughs> talking to a, um, what do you call it, a dietitian, nutritionist, and the doctor was in the other room and I said something about – I said, you know, I the website could use an uplift. And she's like, I know. And I said, but, you know, he's an Aries, so you really can't tell him that because he'll just you just got to flatter him. And she's like putting, you know, the hush sign over her lips. She's like, she's laughing. She's like, he can hear, but you're so right. And I'm like, that's easy. Because I was like, oh, he's easy. You just, you know, and I was giving my little, like being arrogant about it. And I get punished every time that happens. Like I get busted so bad when I get a little cocky about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we'll just handle it this way. And then sure enough, that's me getting mental and losing my center. And then I just blow it all to hell. But it is funny that every sign has a little button they can press. Cancers have it. I ain't telling you what it is, but cancers have it. And it's kind of fun to see that little button get pressed because, it. boy, mm, I was really top salesperson in my own store. But <laughs> It was probably only two of us, but I was really good at it because I knew how to find that little pot spot and be interested in what they were interested about. Nice little secret. In summary, my dear friends, I'm going to come and see what y'all are saying in the chat room so I can be embarrassed and hug you at the same time. Um, I'm coming. Let me just hit refresh. Um, okay, you got that person. Good, good, good. All right. Okay, here we are. Sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm hitting that comments thing, and it just more things just keep popping down on me. So it's like, okay, I'm catching up. Give me a minute. All right, there we are. Um. Well, okay, thank you. There we go. All right. Boy, it is acting weird. Like I think it's a lot of you are talking. Okay. Um. Thanks for the laugh, bludgeoned. <laughs> right, Jan. Ah! that word I, it was scary too at night and i oh oh and i remember oh my god i do remember that there was a bludgeoning on the news it was all this collect this pretty storm anyway whatever hi Lori. my birthday's on the last day of summer not ready for the change still have gardening to do last day of summer. oh it's coming up not ready for the change still have gardening two veggies to deal with you know summer's in Colorado are definitely long, Lori. You will be okay. It's still hot out here, right? Um, but then when it changes, it changes like yesterday. 
Uh, hi, Maureen. Good to see you. Thank you for coming. Um, Liliana, let's see. So right. Some other people just say things that are really damaged someone, right? Oh, my God. They don't care. They love having, you know, they say the person that can do the fear has the power. So if you have a way to block the fear, you have your own power. So we have to make sure that when somebody says something stupid, that's why, like, when you go see somebody, like, even a doctor, or you go to, and they're ready to do a diagnosis, throw that shield over your consciousness, like, Whatever's coming at me bounces back, and I'll look at it later. Because we don't want the, the, them to do – I love the word, right? We don't want them throwing shade on my on my optimism, right? Um, okay, today's transits. Oh, let's see. Um, I appreciate your way of looking at all of this. I've been living with that Uranus opposition march for some time. Oh, it, it, very exciting, Jackie. You're probably peeling away some, some habits, some definite uh, routines. Christine Dumarier, good morning. Thanks for being here, girl. It's always good to see you. Hi, Pamela. Um, Lori, Lori, thank you for being here, Labadi. I'm so sorry. I'm one of the people that spontaneously read you the 12th back in the day. No idea. No, you didn't. We were student teachers. We were having fun. You're supposed to do that. That's fine. That's fine. It was all good. I would tell people, Lori, that don't be doing that but you have great energy you can read me anytime girl it's okay it is a personal thing you know you know people who can and can't but people would walk in strangers with some nasty ass energy wanting to be in charge and wanting to show me how cool they were and throw some kind of issue at me and it's like oh my god no Lori, don't apologize i don't want to make you feel bad i'm serious don't apologize i wouldn't have spoken to your ass ever again um going to the doctor today just to check up in the labs taking blood so there is my blood in Mars, Chris Uranus. No, Renee, it's good surprise news too, right? I mean, you were going to a doctor. That's it's Aquarian. That's humanitarian, and you'll get some surprising, good Taurus balanced news. Uh, I don't know if I agree with you 100. percent Oh Lord, you're not going to agree with me. If I need counseling, I go to a therapist, life coach, whatever. I go for a reading to let me know what to watch for or when to be cautious. At times, we can't see, right? When I hear it's going on. No, you're missing the point, Alicia. I'm saying people coming in and reading me without my permission. I go to psychics if I want, and I want to know what's going on. But I, first of all, protect myself, number one. Number two, I want to make sure they're conscious. But also, I think if anybody, any real conscious um, astrologer or psychic actually is a psychologist. They do know. They do need to know how you're orienting your world. You don't just get to say this is going to happen to you. We got to know how the person's putting the world together. So, and you don't get to do that spontaneously. I have to ask you to do it. And if you do it spontaneously, like with if Lori's saying she did that, and I like who you are, you're we're welcome to have a dialogue about it. Uh, computer just crashed trying to get into Facebook. Glad to hear. Glad to be back. Oh, thank you, Christina. Good to have you here, honey. Wondering if an experience yesterday had anything to do with my Capricorn rising. I went to a new chiropractor who wanted me. Oh, that's so perfect. Capricorn wanted me to sign that I understood that seeing them could result in broken bones. <laughs> they said it was required for insurance. Despite having driven for an hour and 15 minutes, I could not bring myself to sign their form. You wouldn't sign that form, and I agree. I understand that completely. That feels like they are overly protecting themselves and not taking responsibility for what could go wrong, and I agree with you 100%. And you didn't sign it, not because of its content. I can guarantee you this. Maybe I'm being too guaranteeing. But I can almost assure you, Christina, you did not sign it because it did not feel right. It wasn't the words because we understand those little like don't take this, you know, the the 20 minutes that after a pharmaceutical commercial, 
don't take this if you you know are allergic. There's one that says, don't take it if you're allergic to it. You both, uh, duh. Um, anyway, yeah, don't worry about it. Trust that instinct in you and don't overanalyze it. You you trusted a gut. And I always go there. Um, that's me 100 million percent, especially their attitude. Sign this and here's all the things that you are not going to hold us accountable for. Well, then bye. Good for you. Late in here, but hi, Mark. Hi, Deborah. Good to see you. Hi, Elisa. I love having you here, and I love listening to your show, too. Lisa, Elisa Robin, Dr. Elisa Robin, another amazing talent that we have here. Such good people. Um, Mark, International Day of Peace is on my birthday. Lori, look at that. There's that no coincidence in that girl. Um, let's see. Into the Mercury Retro, printer died, laptop follow. <laughs> Things will look up. They will. Okay. Um, Sign, let me see. I'm coming to the end. You guys know I'll take your things. Hi, Andy. I agree with you. I think Libras are mean, but charming. I like Libras. <laughs> we all have a mean streak, right? We all can be mean. Libras, I have seen ice like I've never seen before. It's so funny. And that's when I learned, oh, my God. I've seen, you know, Louise Hay, someone, she was here a few years ago. God, God bless her. And just, she's amazing. She's a powerhouse. And one of our friends said to her, are you having a good are you having a good time? And she heard, do you have some time? And she snapped like she didn't even try to clarify it. She went, I am not here to give time. And it was like, ooh. So we had to <laughs> reinterpret that. But see, that's kind of, okay, you're holding for yourself. It's great. And we we went about it a different way and figured it out. But mm, that's some shade, right? Okay. Um, Oh, my God, that's true. My sister's a Libra and can have a really sharp tongue. I mean, they can get really sharp, you guys. I mean, it's a, it's Paris was chosen in the myth in the myth to give the golden apple to the most beautiful goddess. And Paris was no idiot. Libras are very brilliant. Paris knew because they knew Paris had that eye for beauty and Libras have that. Absolutely. They just don't want to win that prize. But they also know what they want. And so when a Libra, and I'm going to talk like Libras, like we're like, they're the enemy, right? You all know I love you. <laughs> but Libras, here's a, here's a Libra. They, they will go and Libras know what they want. And so when you see a Libra him hawing around like, mm, I don't know, they, they absolutely don't have any preference there. The answer is no. And that's where I learned. If it's not a yes, it's a no. Libra taught me that. Le observing Libras taught me that. Because when a Libra wants something, oh, hell. That's why Paris gave the golden apple to the person who promised him exactly what he wanted, the woman that he really wanted. So, very cool. Um, I'm a Cancer, Cancer Rising. I know what we do. <laughs> that's exactly the tone you said that, Jewel. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Virgo with Libra Rising, freaking out. Why are you freaking out? What are you guys freaking out about? The errors are coming. This is your time. Quit freaking out. What's your interpretation of Uranus going back into Aries? Ooh, I love that question because Uranus going back into Aries is or late Aries. So it's going to really complete this rebellion, this sort of like there is going to be a triumphant win uh, somewhere. There's going to be a battle and it's going to be one. It's not like I'm not talking war, but that feeling of like there's there's a sense of triumphantness that you feel brewing. It's happening and it could be it's Uranus. So you can't really predict it. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's going to be a help us come into uh, a certain kind of um, fulfillment of the conclusion of the story that we that we pioneered. We pioneered something. We want to know the in, the outcome of it. That's what Uranus and Aries is going to take us back to that point. 
Okay, uh, thanks for making me laugh, and of course for your all. Oh, thank you, Keisha. You're so cute. Thank you. Uh, one of my best friend's birthday is the 23rd, and argues about whether or not she's a Scorpio or a Libra. Here, Terry, listen. It changes every year, and so you can't. There's no such thing as a cusp. Just like there's no such thing. Listen, if it's Wednesday night at 11:59 p.m., it's it's Wednesday night, but at midnight and one second, it's Thursday. There's no in between. Now, there can be that exact precise moment if someone's born at zero, 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 zero midnight, then it's a coin toss and they might carry characteristics of both. And we and we need to honor that. It's very rare. But typically, if you're the 23rd, you've 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 kind of made it over to the edge. You're Libra for sure. Um, wait a minute. She, you said of what? October. She's not sure if she's a Scorpio or a Libra, not Virgo or Libra. So that's later in the month. Let me see. Scorpio comes even earlier, the 21st. Oh, wait a minute. Scorpio, Scorpio. What am I talking about? The 23rd. Oh, you're right. The 23rd of October. If she's born on the 23rd, it depends on what time she was born. Just get her time. We can figure it out. Easy peasy. All right. Brittany, my dad is a Libra. Most chill guy you'll ever meet. But I've never seen mean like him when he's done with something or someone. Damn, near made a McDonald's worker cry because she asked him to pull forward <laughs> so the person behind him could go through. I hear you, Brittany. I hear you. My daughter has Mercury and Libra and hums to herself when she walks around the house. Isn't that cute? I love that. Yeah, you know, and Libra is who you want to go to. Libra is who you want in the front of your of your um, business. You want the Libra to greet the people because they can, that charm, but they don't put up with anything, right? That's who you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, let's take some calls. You're so fun. Thank you. Um, Christy, we're going to take, uh, why did, let me see this pile. Uh, Desi, I'm sorry, I couldn't read it. Okay, Desi, just try to get back if you can't. I'll, I'll give you a little message on the air. Um, Inga, do we have Inga, Christy? Hi, Mark. How are you? Inga, how are you? So, I'm good. I'm you good. got a birthday coming up? No? Yes, you got a birthday coming Saturday, yes, right? Yes. No. Wait a minute. When is it? 20th. Oh, Thursday. Thursday. Oh, good. On the Sun-Mercury conjunction. How you doing? I'm okay. Trying, you know, to figure out some stuff and uh, trying to see where I'm going. I've been stuck in the same place for a long time. You have, I'm and what's that? And are are you working, dead honey? Job, dead a dead job. end job. I am. Yes, and I just interviewed last week for a new job, <gasps> and still waiting to hear. Oh, I love it. And <laughs> Listen, on your birthday, we said Mercury, the planet. I don't know. <laughs> uh, your relationship is in question. Yeah, kind of, I don't know, to stay or to go. It's your mood, Inga. It's not real. Hang on now. Hang on, hang on. I can feel you. Okay, here's the thing. Virgos start, when, when everything goes bad, and you're a Virgo, so when things start going bad and not going your way, everything, like Virgo is one of the, of the four signs that when it's bad, it's like in their mind, it's always been bad. <laughs> like they have a hard time remembering the good times, right? Yes. And so, <laughs> so I'm here to yep. to remind you that that's going on. Don't take it too seriously. Here's the thing: Jupiter is going to hit your Neptune on October first. Wait a minute, October 
first, it hits your Neptune. That's the make-a-wish planet, number one. That's number one. Number two, it's then going to hit your Mars. We're going to see some action here, some real lively action. Plus, you're a, you're that all that vir lovely Virgo. Then Jupiter is going to go into Sagittarius. I told you guys about election day. It's going to go into the fire signs. It's going to try and all that fire in you. You have an Aries moon. You have Saturn in Aries. You have Jupiter in Leo. You have Venus in Leo. You have Mars in Sag. It's going to make this grand trying. It's going to drive you. You're going to be so happy. So you have to hang in there. You have to start getting optimistic. You have to start preparing for the best. Don't take it out on your relationship. That's always doing what it does. That's always doing the same thing. Don't look over there, though, not in this mood. Look more at the ability that to bring in some fulfillment to you. Like, okay, this job that's coming, I think you have a very good chance of getting it. Now, it does feel this Saturn in Capricorn at the in just going into Capricorn, it's going to start giving you incredible support. You got to remember. Um, Pluto is in Capricorn right now, and that's an Earth sign, and that's trining, doing a lovely thing to all your Virgo. So you're going to get this incredible support. Saturn's coming to join the mix. It's really, really good stuff. But temporarily, you have to use your Virgo. That You have to come in and use the Libra rising you have to sort of bring a kinder message to yourself. Because you, you Virgos... You get so frustrated. You get so, you know, and you get mad. You know, when Virgo gets, it's like you need to pull in a little bit, shut out the world. Don't look, because that's what Virgo, first thing that they attack the relationship, right? Because what does Virgo want? Alone time, real alone time. So you have to pull in a little bit, connect in, and remember this cycle is going to change. It really is. And it's your birthday cycle. So it's a little weird because it's in your 12th house. Of course, you're going to feel a little separate and a little like dis disoriented. So the key advice here, don't look to your relationship. Don't try to fix anything out here. Know that good stuff is coming and start preparing as if it is. It's like start watching any negative thinking. Start getting pumped up a little bit because you want to be positive. And then you'll start seeing these things unfolding. Like you'll probably get the job. I think you're going to have a good chance of getting this job. And I think that's going to help you stay positive. It's going to give you a new environment. You're really good at what you do, and you and you always hold yourself in. You you even though you see everything, I think you stuff a lot of what you want to say. But that's actually good in this case. What we're going to see here is this little explosion of good luck coming your way. You might end up moving um, within the next year. You might, or you might remodel. But whatever it is, it's yes. a good. Is that possible? Yes, I, I, I'm losing house in March. Okay, so that is a Saturn move, and that means that what's going to happen from that, that trines your son again, it's forcing you into a better, um, it'll force you into a, um, and I hate the, those words, it will be because you love what's happening. Let me just put it that way. When that time comes, you're going to be happy where you are. And so you'll be fine letting go if that's what needs to happen. But that's a restructuring that's coming. I don't want you to put a lot of heavy judgment on it. You know, you Virgos, you got to make sure your mind stays positive, Inga. It's because it, it can go on and you have to bring in some light to that. Give yourself a breather. Things are going to lighten up. This is not going to stay this way forever. Jupiter's changing signs. All the planets are changing signs. You just have to be ready to... Like when those changes hit, you want to be up and light and easy, okay, as much as you possibly can. 
great cycle that you're in. I want you to remember October is going to be one of the really important months and you're going to be, and I hope you'll come and let us know so we can give you a little more guidance as we see what happens with this job interview, but do me a favor, make a wish on your birthday. Keep the, the, keep positive thoughts in you always and encounter any worries that you have. Give them a legitimate argument, like make the worries fight for what their position is. And so you can, you know, you'll find yourself arguing for good things instead of like believing that it's something wrong. That you're in a, you're in good shape. I'm just sorry that it feels that way right now, but it's going to change. Will you let me know? I will. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Yes, Inga, hang in there, honey. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Yes, honey. Take care of yourself. Thank uh, you. you. Yes, too. honey. Okay, Chrissy, we're going to talk to Gina if we could. Hi, Mark. How are you? Gina, how are you doing? I am to get through. Uh, I'm so glad you did, little Capricorn. And you have a Cancer rising, and you are a Cancer moon. How are you doing, girl? What's reality looking like over there in Capricorn world? Well, I've got some career changes happening. So without going into too much detail about yeah. the arc, can you yep. tell me what aspects are affecting the career sections? You bet. Pluto is sitting right on your sun, which is in the house of service and what you do. And it is absolutely changing. It's so good that you're shifting. Um, if you ever are in a service industry and, this, and you want to go deeper into it, this is one of the times. It's going to bring you to a position of power. Pluto, usually when it touches our sun sign, we have an opportunity to get a position of power. Um, and um, it's also, gosh, if you have any beliefs about how Capricorn is, like what it's supposed to do, this is when you'll start shedding them and challenging them. Um, sometimes for some people, this shows up as a, a, a matriarch or a strong female figure. But because it's a conjunction, I think this is you emerging as that person. Neptune is also on your Saturn, so I really see a deconstruction. Like there's a part of you that is opening up to be um, – change some of these beliefs you had with the Saturnian beliefs about um, being too close or um, being too much help or, or falling in too far. Uh, that is softening you in a huge way. It's a, oh, all these wonderful trines for you. Then Jupiter is on your Neptune, just like with Inga. It's exact. It hits the first and the final hit. The third and final hit is on September 28th. And it does strongly suggest you're going to change locations if you aren't going to change locations. And it strongly suggests you're going to change an identity, like the, how you're presenting yourself to the world. And so that is another indication of this job shift. Now, the job indication is showing a certain – even though the career house for you is an independent, like it's an Aries at the top, so it's, it's independent – you also, everything ties into your chart about being a humanitarian or a hu somebody who gives a service in a very deep way. Cancer rising, cancer moon, the Capricorn sun, like you, you must be in some kind of helping profession for real um, because you're good at it. And if you're not, what you're doing will help many, but your, your chart is all geared toward service in a big way, but it's your choice. It's in the, it has to be independent in a way. Can we ask what you do? Are we close to what your what your career is um, yeah it's definitely not the service industry what are um, you in you know i don't want to say because okay. i do work for 
a well-known company. Okay. I would love to talk to you offline sometime. Do you give astrology readings offline, or is it just your radio program that you give? I do the radio program, but you know what? We always refer to John, who's the psychologist, who's the professional. And and I'll talk to you about that. Email me. We'll talk. just Mark Husson at me.com and I'll, and I'll tell you about what, how the services we provide, but that's a really good reference for someone like you because that's, I'll just, we'll explain it later, but it's very professional. It's, it's one of those things that I think it can be really helpful. Um, because he is a, he's a psychologist. That's just brilliant. This is what he does. And so, but yours, even in, even in the line that you're in, because that Pluto, and it's funny because Pluto does imply secretiveness. Like it does say, this is something secret. This is going below the surface. It turns you into a Scorpio and it gives you a position of power. So I think the, whatever it is coming is, is real and it's going to take you into those, into those deeper forms. But it's funny that you have that cancer moon and that cancer rising to sort of indicate that what you do is a service and it may not be a service industry, but it is a service and it's, and it's got to be because you wouldn't enjoy it half as much or you wouldn't do it. Right. It's actually a service industry, but I am serving. Okay, good. That's what it feels like. Absolutely. You'd have to, because you couldn't have a cancer rising and cancer moon, a cat, Capricorn who doesn't know that they're giving that what they're doing is making a difference and that is really important to you this change is one of the biggest ones of life you're never you're not going to be the same when this transits over so definitely write me I'm going to tell you how to get in touch with John because that's going to be one of the most important connections you'll know I promise you that won't I, I hate to do it on the air um, because it oh, sounds like no, a commercial I so appreciate that. So, yeah can I ask you yes so do you see me moving from this I do to another one oh you do I see a move. I mean, I definitely see a move. I don't know if it's about positions or not, but there's a possibility this kind of move that it looks like if it is one is a, it could be a long distance move. Like it's not just a, it's a relocation move about positions. It may or may not be a position of change. It's just, it's a physical relocation. It's also a change in it's, it's a change in ideology. So it can also mean that your position that you're coming into gives you a breadth and depth that you haven't had before. But this change may require a move and it may just require a shift in what you know now. So it's hard to say about actual physical move, but um, yeah. you are having a Mars return. Anything well, I, just that has moved, with- I just bought a new house. And, and, oh, me, sorry, I don't that's it. Here. That's it. Because this is the last bit. So valuable. Oh, honey, yeah. no, this is good. Your move, that is part of it. Then you just moved, then you did it. That We don't have to worry about another move. That you moved Two under years this, ago, I bought a new house. Perfect. Because this is the third hit of, of this Jupiter on your Neptune. And so we're settling in now. And I think what, what right now we get to do is see how you're going to sculpt what's coming up next. And with your Capricorn, I think what you're now changing is bringing desire in there a little more, not doing something because you can do it, doing something because now you kind of want to do it and, and and making those choices daily because every Capricorn feels that because they can, they should. And now we're going to get you into, I want to do this and I don't want to do that. And I think you're going to be a lot more discriminating in, in what you choose. So if you get that choice, if you if that's it, something that's available for you to be able to do. But we look for Mars changes. Mars is coming up on the 10th, on the October 5th, Mars makes its Mars return. Mars rules your career. So we're going to see some shift then. Pay attention to that day around the 5th, 4th, 5th, 6th. And then what we'll see is if you're moving toward this job closer, 
then we're on the right track. If you're moving further away, then that probably does indicate a change in job position or a location, something like that. But the fifth will tell us a lot. October. What month? October. October. Yeah. And then email me. Let me ask you, what do you you see with the uh, full moon in Aries? On the 24th. Okay, so that- the 24th, let's look real quick. That is uh, two degrees of Aries. Um, that, oh, okay, so that's on your Chiron. That's huge. I think, it, that, well, no, no, it's not on your Chiron. It's on Chiron in the sky. So everyone's going to have that. So let me look real quick. It trines your south node. It's, where's your Mercury? You know, it's, again, that ninth house of long distance and and some kind of new learning this interesting because it doesn't really it connects to your mercury so it is about information you're going to get and it's there's whatever this is it's a communication coming your way and that's what i would look for for the full moon a communication coming your way that gives you a lot more clarity about what's up and coming that new moon is going to be one for you of clarity it hits exactly your okay girl we we got to run and thank you and email me and i'll follow you up with you. you Now, you too, sweetheart. Good luck. Thank you for calling, Gina. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys. I'm sorry I ran over for CA. You all stay tuned for CA Brooks coming up next. She's got more astrology for you. You know that. Um, We're going to run some sales. Get on our one-two promotions thing at markhusson.com. Sort that out. Go to markhusson.com if you can. Get on some of the lists, and we won't bug you. I promise. It's just good to stay in touch with you, okay? This is Mark Husson hugging y'all. Thank you so much for being here. Stay tuned for CA and I will be back in a week. Okay. Bye now. Under the moon